welcome to the Higher Education Happy Hour. My name is Kevin Carey. I'm the director of the Education Policy Program here at New America. And I am joined today by my podcast colleague, Libby Nelson, editor at Vox.com. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. It's it's good, been to, like, good to be on the mic with you again, Kevin. I know. It's so I think it's so a few things. I think it's been like a year since we've done this podcast. I feel like it's been like six months and in 2018 yeah. terms, that is at least a year. At least a year, maybe five. For those of you who are listening because this just showed up in your podcast feed that you thought you would never see it again, you'll never see it again. We've decided to retire the podcast. Our friend Andrew Kelly moved to North Carolina, and Libby's a big senior editor on Everything Under the Sun at Vox, and I have all kinds of administrative responsibilities here at New America, and so we just didn't feel like it could be the good podcast it used to be. So thanks for listening, which is why this is not a higher education podcast. This entire podcast is about the Americans. You can turn it off now if you do not watch The Americans. Go watch The Americans. I don't know what else you're doing with your time. Stop right. listening to podcasts. And then come back when you're finished because The Americans is awesome. The season premiere was last night, and we are going to spend the entire podcast talking about that. Finale. Finale. I'm sorry. The God, I wish, this, I wish the season premiere was last night. I, know, I want right? more Americans. All the right. season finale was last night. So, And this um, really brings us full circle. I think in our very first higher ed happy hour, we talked about the Americans. And in like most of them since then, honestly. So Yeah, I think in, in probably all of them or something in TV. Oh, and we should say we are drinking Moscow Ma- Mules. Drinking Moscow Mules in copper mugs. In Cheers. copper mugs. Cheers. So I think we should talk about how Henry's going to pay for college and just like get our obligation to our audience out of the way. And then we can launch into everything else. I think Henry's in trouble. I don't know how is he going to pay for But okay, it's 1987. So college was a lot cheaper. I think college-wise, Henry is going to be okay. He yeah. could be an in- he clearly is an independent student on his FAFSA, oh, given true. that his parents are felons who have fled the country. That's right. I'm more concerned about his private school tuition, but I assume yeah. this tannery job in West Virginia we heard about and like probably Stan are going right. to, to cover it. So I mean, one thing that's always sort of stuck with me in watching the Americans is that I'm Henry's age. Within a year or so. Are you really? So, wow. Yeah, because he was a high school junior in 1987, and I was a high school junior in 1987. I am Oleg's child's age. So there you go. <laughs> poor, this, this season was the first that existed fins, in a world uh, that I Oleg's also existed age, yeah. in. So yeah, you know, I went to college at public public school in the late 80s, early 90s. It was cheap, man. It was like $3,000. It was College wasn't so expensive back then. So Henry's going to be fine. Presumably, I guess he probably doesn't get their assets. I assume their assets are frozen. But big yeah, picture, right. Henry's going to be fine. Paige, I assume, will work it out somehow. Let's go, let's talk about the finale. Yeah. So, um, And maybe the whole season. And, and the, the whole series. Se- I don't know. What am I talking about? You want to go first? I have many thoughts. Yeah, I have a ton of thoughts. Okay. I have written out some thoughts, and I still have so many thoughts. And I am so glad the rest of the world has finally seen it, so I can inflict my thoughts on other people. Um, when did you see it? I saw it a little over a week ago. Oh, wow. Uh, which was torture, but obviously yeah. it is very hard to watch the end of the se- the penultimate episode and not go straight in. It is only due to my boyfriend having NBA basketball playoff watching obligations that ended Sunday night that we were able to even hold off that long. I thought it was incredible. I really, there, there were times when I really worried that it was going to build to just some kind of letdown because how could something be as consistently good for so long and stick the landing? Like, that's incredibly hard to do. And I really think it did. I have... You know, I I think I maybe have seen the family separation as less permanent because we know what's coming. And so I did have a little bit of like, so they basically got away with it. And poor Stan's life is ruined. And poor Oleg is, is in prison for life. And boy, this really doesn't seem fair. You can see where sort of the sympathies of the creators eventually lie. But so do ours. And I thought the way that they handled it and the fact that like even going into the finale, I had no idea what was going to happen. And I left it feeling totally satisfied and like it couldn't have happened any other way is just like what was so great about this show. Yeah, I uh, I had a lot of confidence that it was not going to suck going into it, mostly because I felt 
like the way they had constructed the entire last season was so smart and so strong. Going into the season, I wasn't sure because mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people, I found season five to be kind of dissatisfying. Yeah. And we should talk about season five and if we see it differently once we've chewed our way through the finale a little yeah. bit. But what became clear to me, so the parallel that was in my mind was Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. You know, And so I think you and I talked about this either over drinks or on the podcast a long time ago. But you hadn't seen Breaking Bad yet. And now I have. Now you have. Mm. And so, you know, Breaking Bad, also a show about a criminal mastermind who becomes a something of a moral monster hiding in plain sight. In very the, close proximity to the, in like emotional proximity to the person chasing him. To the person, right. And so, you know, once Breaking Bad turned that corner and Hank finds out that, you know, Walter White is Walter White, then everything changes. And the, the show just kind of like hurdles toward this incredibly dramatic conclusion with like all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So I didn't think they were going to do that because they have so clearly had a different kind of take on how to construct a TV show. And so I never thought they were going to do the same thing. So I thought that Stan, there would be no confrontation. So I I thought they were going to go with a usual suspects kind of ending where they get away and only then does Stan find out. And he's sort of left kind of like with this awful realization. And the reason was... I couldn't think of once he, if it happened any other way, that would be it, right? right. He would arrest them. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that that scene happened like 35 minutes into what was a 90 minute episode, or maybe, you know, I was just, oh my God, it's happening right now. This is it. Yeah. That e- scene, even when he went down there, I thought they would get out, they would get away somehow. That scene, first of all, was 11 minutes long, which is like an eon. And honestly, if that scene had been the entire episode and that was all of it, I would have been fine. If they had just decided to make the entire final episode 90 minutes of Stan and Philip talking about their feelings in a garage. Like, I've written about this a little bit, but I was somebody who always was really invested in the Jennings marriage and was very invested in that story from the beginning and bought into that story and was one of the reasons I had such a strong emotional connection to the show. I have become almost as invested over especially this season in Stan and Philip's friendship. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they had the confrontation. I think it would have been really artistically interesting, but like profoundly unsatisfying for that never to have happened and for Stan never to have been able to say the things that he was going to say. I do think like they must have written themselves a little bit into a corner because once they're in the garage, like none of them are going to shoot anybody else except maybe Elizabeth. I, I believe Elizabeth would have shot Stan if she needed to. Oh, I thought that's what but I don't happen. think I don't think Philip was going. I didn't ever no. believe Philip would. And I didn't ever really <laughs> believe Stan would shoot either of them, if only because he didn't want to kill one of Pedro Henry's parents. Yeah, I, I, for about two minutes during that scene, I thought Philip was distracting him and mm-hmm. Elizabeth was going to pull her gun out. And that's yeah. how they were going to get out of it. That's interesting. That did not occur to me. But Elizabeth, I mean, it was so interesting to me how like Elizabeth was basically just not in that scene, which is obviously yeah. not how that would play out. But she and Paige were just kind of like hanging out right. over on the side. I don't know. It was tremendous. Give them all like every Emmy, including the ones that they don't they don't qualify for. Just like give them all to them. It was that scene was one of the best things I've ever seen. Well, and it, what was great about it was it. And, and I think to the season, I think uh, Michael Rappaport, the actor who plays Stan, is a fantastic actor. He's so good in that role. But he, you know, the narrative isn't centered around him. So he's kind of been in and out of some of the later seasons because, like, what's his job, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he can't get too close to them because, again, that sort of triggers the final, like, cascading end of the show, which is what happened. So they just kind of had to have reasons for him to get divorced and Mm -hmm. maybe be married to a spy. But he's so good. And so the way that they were able to kind of fully bring him back into the show and make it about... The reason that that scene made total sense to me and that the whole finale did was that over and over again, they just had this very clear idea, I think, of using all of the essentially plot mechanics of the show 
to force the this kind of series of emotional reckonings between the characters that were based on the truth of their relationship to one another. Right. And that's what that was. Starting starting with Claudia, yep. actually. That's true. That's the only way that I think about this in comparison to Breaking Bad, but also in comparison to the Mad Men finale, which mm. was extremely drawn out. Um, and I really wish... I almost wish they had done the everything on television and split this into two final seasons, although I guess they did. They were both shorter. But yeah. like the back half of Mad Men's finale was like every character got their like farewell episode. Right. Yep. And that didn't happen here really at yeah. all, partly because we'd had so much attrition already through the loss of Martha and the loss of Nina and some of these other characters like prior to this. But like the first person to go who I thought was gone was Claudia in the second to last episode, which is like pretty astonishing. But there, yeah, there was the reckoning with Claudia. There was the reckoning with Paige, with Stan, which was just incredible. And I think like looking back on them now, they all feel pretty satisfying. Like I'm glad we never saw Martha again. You know, that was a good, I, I that was actually a kind of a, a nice little sort of, okay, you know, and this is where she's at and it kind of sucks, but they're doing this other thing and then there's no reason to go back there. Even, what's his name, the uh, Spiros, mm-hmm. right? That great little scene between Philip and Spiros yes. where he's oh, like, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I, you I, know, always knew. I, I always knew I would never betray you. That's what, you know, I was brought up to be loyal. And, and it never occurred to me that we would see him again. I didn't think that they would go back to kill him. I'm like, nope, no, that's it. Yeah. You know? And I was glad. I mean, I was glad they did that also because I have a fascination with the travel agency. I want a spinoff workplace comedy about the travel <laughs> agency whose like mostly absentee bosses turn out to be Russian spies. Right. But I think one thing that also is interesting is like we have this image of Philip and Elizabeth as incredibly secretive and incredibly good at what they do. And that is true. But like almost everybody who came into contact with them eventually figured it out or was told. Mm, Pat, yeah. And that's partly just the characters that we see. And obviously right. there's a bias that but like Stan figured it out a while ago and then again even if he couldn't prove it Pastor Tim knew Paige knew turns out Stavros knew right. like actually the list of people who they interacted with Henry knew something was up even if he couldn't figure out mm-hmm. what it was because yeah. that is obviously not what you jump to and Henry just dealt with it Paige dealt with it by asking and Henry dealt with it by getting the hell out of there but that I think to me is also interesting is like they were never quite as hidden as they thought they were and I the Stavros scene I think got at that a little bit as well and like obviously you would notice if your bosses were like constantly not there and constantly having work emergencies that didn't appear to like pertain to you in any way. He clearly didn't know what was up and nobody would guess that. But like this business is a front for something is a fairly reasonable thing to guess at that point. And that's like a little bit of an artifact of the fact that it was a TV show. Yeah. And obviously like having characters who don't ever figure it out is not dramatically interesting. Well, there's just so many things that happen, right? So they have to kind of go to so many places and uh, like it just kind of adds up over time. And I think, Um, I mean, we obviously saw the parts with the action. One thing I liked about the American was there were like indeterminate time jumps, especially between episodes. It was very hard to figure out, except for this year, which was extremely pinned to one moment in time, which was the summit. And they always were showing a calendar on the wall to like show you when you were. But like, has it been a week since the last thing we saw? Has it been an hour? Has it been two months? Because like they were pretty clear about like, yeah, we're not going to show the like boring parts of their job where they just like get up and go to the travel agency and like go to a dead drop once in a while. And that's it, which made it difficult to follow, but also thematically interesting. I, I felt like the overriding question for the show the final season was like mm-hmm. if they had a fight, mm-hmm. who would win the fight? Right. right? You know, right. like I don't are they going to kill each other? Or is, yeah, is like, Philip going to defect? Like, like Philip's like, probably stronger, but he's not as mean as his wife, who's kind of more ruthless. Elizabeth and, would definitely win. Yeah, she would win because he wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think, have no question. Yeah. Elizabeth. No, would I think that's one hundred percent right. You know, I, w- I went back. I tweeted about this last week. I went back and rewatched the pilot last week, which is great. A <clears> lot of people have done this. I have. I had hoped to do yeah. it before the finale, and I actually ended up not even rewatching the finale because I realized there was so much to talk about that, like I was going to be way over. You 
could um, watch the pilot and then watch the finale and they would make complete sense. If you just watch those two things, every important theme and character in the entire show is established with complete precision in the pilot. It's not one of those things where they really had to sort of, where you watch a pilot, you're like, oh, I can see how they spent the first season of the show kind of figuring out what it was about. And then it's the second season, I mean, which happens a lot in television. Yeah, no, even very good, even very good shows. I mean, yeah, it's extraordinary. And I think, I don't know, I think when people look back on the show, the degree to which it was on its game, like all the time, like there was never really a bad episode that I can think of. But like season five was probably my like third or fourth favorite thing I watched last year, as opposed to my favorite thing I watched that year, which is what it's been like all of the other seasons. Like a mediocre season of The Americans is better than a good season of most other things. I think we've been grading it on its own curve. Yeah. And like the confidence with which they came in to this project Mm -hmm. and knew what it was about, even if it was sort of episodic in the earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. I've rewatched season one a couple of times, um, but next year or the year after, whenever it's been long enough, I'm going to just sit down and watch it all the way through. And I honestly cannot wait to see how much my assumptions of where this was going to go colored the way I read the show. I mean, I was absolutely convinced like you were, and I think like most people were, that they were headed for some kind of like dramatic showdown with themselves, with each other, that somebody was going to die, somebody was going to go to prison. Like, they definitely weren't going to end up safe in the Soviet Union. And I'm wondering how much, like, the seeds of this eventual turn away from the KGB in favor of what they thought is, like, the idea of their country were actually planted way, way earlier, and especially in season five. Season five is, like, Tuan wanting to do super extreme things, and even Elizabeth, who we see starting this season as, like, an insane psychopathic assassin, being like, wow, that that suicide plan is kind of a whole lot. Do you really want to do that? Yeah. I was reading your um, thing that you wrote on Box. I think I have it here on my phone. Hold on. And you talk about, like, all the bad things that they've done. Oh my, this is a little so, bit my hobby horse right now. Like Me I, too. Yeah, so so you list like six of them. I've been meaning to sort of compile and tweet out like the definitive, like top 10 Elizabeth Jennings most heinous and unforgivable crimes, of which you talk about a few of them. Both but of them, not even, to be like, fair. The worst ones, I like, yeah. Elizabeth wasn't actually, one of the reasons I think it's been so striking how much Elizabeth has been killing people is it was nearly always Philip who had to do that before this season. Well, Elizabeth well. did some like very high profile and memorable mm-hmm. killing, but Philip was usually the one who was like, "Oh, I had to shoot a bystander." Um, he, there was the whole you mentioned the the bus boy. Yeah, which so that was list kind was constrained by yeah. like grammatical parallelism. Sure, but there, sure. it can be. Yeah. yeah, so the ones that came to mind that I listed that were like particularly egregious were Martha, who I think about all the time, mm-hmm. Young He, who I think about almost as much as Martha. Like this show is so incredible at having characters that stick with you so much that I wake up worrying about these fictional people mm-hmm. even after the show is over. Martha, Young Hee and Don, the busboy at the Afghan restaurant, the yeah. airport worker on the bus, yeah. the people at the warehouse this season. I mean, that's not even really counting all the people Elizabeth killed this season. The people at the warehouse, the like warehouse guy she was interviewing in the hotel room, yeah. Jackson, whose life she pretty clearly screwed up, at least in the short term, although I think long term he will probably recover from that and be okay. I mean, he's the one I'm least concerned about long term, but like short term, ugh. No, oh, the, that, the, the guy who took Paige's ID. Yeah, yeah, that was just like, I'm not having that, so I'm killing you. Uh, Annalise, oh. Lisa, who was the guy who was the source? There were the people they threatened when they were looking for the like airplane parts in season two, and so they I killed a few people around that, The too. worst one, my number one most heinous Elizabeth Jennings murder, mm-hmm. is the uh, the person who was working on their car where she needed to fill up a job spot for her friend in like the uh, the factory. And so she just walks by, kicks out the jack, and the car crushes this person to death. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Just some just random completely forgot about civilian. It. Uh, the guy in the, um, the like laboratory research facility, who they find out later, was like 
Yeah, that's pretty far. Trying to cure famine. Yeah, that was that was bad. That one was. But at least, so at least like that one, or even like the woman. So they thought he was bad, and he wasn't. The old lady who they gave the pill to in that great sort of bottle episode, where mm-hmm. they spent the whole the whole kind of that was wrenching. But they sort of kind of had no choice. She just wanted. She, she just had old. some right. She just had a friend of hers who she wanted to get a better job in a defense contractor. She just murdered some random person working on their car. I'm not even sure I 100% buy that. I think that I might literally have been, forgot that happened. Yeah. I think that was early enough. That doesn't feel like something they would have done in one of the later seasons. And I, I feel like as they became like more aware of the moral weight of what they were doing, I feel like the show did too. Like there were very few disposable deaths. Toward the end. I mean, there were people who they saw as disposable, but like they clearly had like an impact on the audience and they were meant to have an impact on the audience. I, the busboy death, I think, is the f- premiere of season two. two. Yeah. And that's really where I think they kind of started to consider like the impact. On yeah. Them, right. Like you yeah. can see that was sort of them setting up Philip, just like the weight of it weighing him down. Certainly him strangling that random person in the airport bus was the worst thing he did. That was wrenching. And terrible and yeah. unforgivable. Well, and then Elizabeth basically did that as well with the security, with the warehouse guy that she. Oh, yeah, right. Just like some random like hotel security room. consultant. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend's in security. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to have to. Which tell also, you that. like, yeah. that I think to me also was it's like, it was very clear that Elizabeth was getting sloppy. Like, that would not have happened. They would not have picked out a target. They probably wouldn't have picked out a target who had a girlfriend, period. They definitely wouldn't have picked out a target. Like, they would have yep. been able to do the research into this person to know that they were the type of person who wasn't going to tell anybody. The FBI tech they framed for the things Martha was doing. Yeah, that was that was that really one bad. Was, that one was also and really they, bad. And then they pretended he committed Jean. suicide. Jean, yep. yeah. Yep, I remember that. That was... That was really um, terrible. And I do think, like, look, I, I'm a human being. Like, I was rooting for the Jennings. I didn't want Stan to catch them. I, did, I wanted them to get away with it. And I think in their minds, like, they were at war. But, like, these people weren't. And I am a little surprised by how much that just sort of gets let go. Maybe it's not let go. Maybe, like, we are meant to be thinking of it. But, like, I was thinking about all the people who we've seen over, like, often over several seasons and gotten to know their stories. And, like, the Erica story, which was the last one that might have ended that way, like, closed on a more graceful note. Martha, in a way, did, although he obviously ruined Martha's life. Like, but I don't know. I mean, that's a real body trail. This is, I mean, in some ways, this is a, a, a important part of the relationship between uh, the creator and the audience of every one of these anti-hero shows, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of this question of, I mean, I think like very famously in terms of David Chase and his relationship with The Sopranos, mm-hmm. where you could tell he really started to have like a lot of contempt for his audience right. and and just express that through the later seasons. And I love The Sopranos. The Sopranos is great. But there's this kind of like acid vein sort of running through it after a while mm-hmm. where he was just like, I can't believe you people are still into this. Well, Breaking Bad was like the epitome of that. I think in ways that I actually, I had sort of the reverse of the like typical bad Breaking Bad fan that I appreciated it, but I had a lot of trouble getting into it because I felt it tipped over so quickly into like cosmic, like almost comically evil things. I probably didn't identify enough with Walter White to begin with, but like I was the reverse of those people who like over identify with him and are like, oh, he's so badass. I'm like, he's a terrible person. Like everyone on the show is a terrible person. And admittedly, like even when Philip and Elizabeth were doing objectively terrible things, I did not feel that way as strongly about them. And I wonder how much that's intentional. Yeah, like, I know. Not only I mean, do they get to stay married and go to, like, they, they save Gorbachev. They, like, create nuclear peace in the world. Well, you guys made, I mean, like, that was uh, a great point you made in like, your box article that they, and I didn't see that coming either, that somehow that they would, it would be, oh, well, but, right, they saved the world. Right, like, they're the good, like, I, I think, I think the, the ending was thematic, and I'm not saying, like, I want, I definitely didn't want them punished for their crimes, but, like, letting them not only, like, get away with it, but, like, oh, in the end, they were the good guys. It's a little bit of a lot. 
But it was, I mean, they suffered, right? They, I mean, they, yeah, and they said, and I am probably was, under, I am undervaluing yeah. how much they suffered because I expected them to be dead. And if I like, I'm curious how this would look to me in like I six months. I didn't think they would. I thought, much. so, I mean, the big question was, I mean, clearly the season was set up with Elizabeth as the tragic figure. To your point, she's losing control. She's becoming more violent. She's descending deeper into hell, essentially. She's condemning herself and she's aware of that. And I mean, the whole thing was just a, a phenomenal acting showcase for Carrie Russell. What do you think is her like Emmy real episode? No Emmerich's is clearly last night. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Best supporting actor, No Emmerich. Uh, um, that one in. I, th- I think it's, yeah, did I say Michael Rappaport before? That's you did. Yeah. And I was going to correct you and then yeah, you're no, off to the races. Yeah, no, no, no Emmerich is the guy who's the great actor. Michael Rappaport is something of a buffoon who does podcasts and was on Justified. Also a good show, not as good as this one. I think it's the one like uh, three episodes ago, the one with intern. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I mean, that, yes, yes, that was definitely, I'm having trouble like parceling it out by episode now. I always, I really have trouble remembering these delineations as soon as something ends. But yes, I think that scene, like she sold that entire episode. That episode to me also is the one time I have felt the show move too fast. And as we have gotten to the finale and I've learned where it was going, I've pulled back on this a little bit because I do understand that like she had always seen herself as serving the country and not serving the KGB. I do think her pivot to like, actually, I listened to the tape and Estrianko is good now is like, it's a little convenient for me. I I would have, I think I just would have liked to have seen that over like two or three episodes. Like I'm not saying it needed to be her like a three year arc because it would have been very clear where it was ending up. So fun historical fact, a lot of the Soviet Union's tape recorders were not meant to be played back by the spies because the idea was like, A, they could um, record more that way if they didn't have to have replaying capabilities, but also like it wasn't important. Like they were not supposed to be the ones who heard it. They were just supposed to collect it. So I think it was interesting that they had her do that and make up her own mind, which is perhaps one of the reasons they didn't do that. Um, We had seen them listen back, I think, to Kimmy's dad's recordings before. So I don't think that was like a special note on that scene. I don't know. It's just given how resistant Elizabeth has typically been mm. anything that does not fit her ideological priors. I just would have liked a little bit more there. And I think that's my one really complaint about this entire season. And it's pretty minor. I mean, in the season, in the pilot, Philip mm. listens to a recording. Right. Machine. Yeah. Again, so much of the pilot is just kind of like right there for like the whole rest of the show. The garage. The garage uh, was right there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The, you know, the... Like so the, many head scenes right. in garages we yep. had ahead of us. We had no idea. Yep. No, no, that's true too. But kind of, so getting back to like the two of them, it was uh, going into the season, it was an open question, are they together today apart? And they, in this, the season begins with them as far apart as they've ever been. Maybe until the moment where Philip says, I cheated on you. I spy cheated on you. And she's like, what? <laughs> For Gorbachev. That, was, right? that is yeah. truly, like that is also yeah. the only line in a long time that has made me burst out laughing. Yeah. She yeah. totally sold it. Right. Yep. But I thought about it like 10 yeah. minutes later How and I started laughing hysterically. You know, right? I mean, um, I, mean, in, in the, I mean, again, in the context of this very normal marriage that's also b- a bizarrely open marriage, right. yeah. which they're both fine with and, or not, uh, but they both sort of have learned to live with. But that was their kind of, their bond. And so that was what made her feel betrayed and all the rest of it. But, but there were just, you know, it, it all made so much sense where they're apart. And again, you know, the whole thing with the pilot is that he is desperately in love with her. Um, she doesn't reciprocate in the same way um, because she doesn't think that he's as ideologically committed as she is. Um, but then he like, does this thing for her and she opens herself up to him and she trusts him. And it's, I mean, ultimately, I think it is her willingness to trust Philip that was the foundation for her retaining her humanity. 
And it's why she didn't just become a tool of Claudia. And it's why she was able to stay alive, like in all senses of the word. I think that's true. I think there's also, man, I do wish I'd rewatch the pilot because there is an absolute straight line between that and the finale. Mm -hmm. I mean, if she had heard that from Claudia without knowing what Philip had told her, I do not. I still think she probably would not have been happy that her reports were being falsified and like her integrity used in service of a plot within the KGB. But like ideologically, she was and always has been a hardliner. And I, th- but I, yeah, I can see yeah. that actually when you, yeah, when you make that point, I see it, th- I can see that. I never didn't believe it. I just always wanted it to be, I wanted a little bit more of that. I think that's such a, yeah. th- it's, it's not even that it felt too fast, it's that I just wanted a little bit more of that. That's such a significant shift mm-hmm. for her. And she's, Carrie Russell is such a tremendous actress, like the character of Elizabeth is so great. I just, I would have liked to have seen that maybe just over two episodes instead of one. And I guess she like, especially to the point where like, not only did she not do it herself, she shot the person who was supposed to do it. Also, in broad can you just, daylight, like, walk away from the KGB. This yeah, so I don't know what happened. I mean, but I mean, Gorbachev stays in power, right? So, so Claudia, we know Claudia that. was screwed. Yeah, Claudia Dana, was not going to actually sell out Elizabeth, uh, but like Costa Ronan's character, who's awesome, Arcady. No, Arcady. Oh, Arcady. Yeah, so Costa Ronan is Oleg, isn't he? Right. Yeah. So is Costa Ronan Oleg? We should have probably written down Shoot. who plays who before who we started plays, this. Who plays Arcady? I do not know. Costa Ronan is definitely Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Costa Ronan is Oleg. Oleg, sad, sad violence for Oleg. This is so this is my one Americans theory that I don't think the show agrees with, but I still agree with, is that I kind of thought that like three years from now, when the show was over, the smart take was going to be that Oleg was the hero of the Americans in the way that Peggy was the hero of Mad Men. Right. Because especially last season or two seasons ago with the biological warfare stuff, like Oleg is somebody who has principles, will do work, will sacrifice for mm-hmm. his country, but also will like put his country aside when things are crucial and important. And it a little bit bugs me that in the end, that like even though Oleg also tried to do that, Philip and Elizabeth got that arc and Oleg, Oleg's in prison forever because I don't I don't think the show saw him that way but I see him as like a genuinely heroic character who like tried to do the right thing sure. for the right reasons and just constantly got screwed over like he tried he betrayed his country to prevent the development of biological warfare they like stole the piece of flesh off the dead guy and did it anyway I mean because um, Oleg wasn't a nationalist in the way that the rest of them no. were right I mean he was sort of just a good person yeah. so and he it was is able so to right. keep that perspective yeah. and it's so right that he and Philip met because they both were people who had some exposure to America had an infatuation with American culture but like also some questions about American society and like wanted the two countries to come closer together and one of the things that was interesting is like I always lumped them in with Stan especially because I still hold that this series did interesting things with gender that it may not have known they were it was doing because I could never figure out any rhyme or reason to it but this pattern where all of the men were like nope done with counterintelligence and counterintelligence Mm -hmm. it's terrible and killing my soul and all of the women were like committed hardliners was really really interesting to me and i sort of lumped stan in with that but like stan actually had no interest at any point in like improving u.s russia relations that was entirely a philip oleg situation yeah he said it like three times i don't yeah. give a shit who you're and so i is. always was like yeah. surprised when he would say that because i'm like stan like i thought i thought you were like a better and more complex person than than this and like clearly this matters for you as well and hey who like controls nuclear powered nations actually matters a lot but like it's very true to his character sure he sees himself as a soldier. You know, there's, again, there's a bit in the, I'll just keep coming back to the pilot since it's like my thing that I bring to this conversation, having just seen it. But there's this. I did this a few episodes ago with um, the, <clears throat> when the colonel reappeared. I watched like 50% of and fast forwarded through the rest of his initial episode. Oh, and like, good, there yeah. were really interesting parallels. Like really? this, this show was on purpose pulling 
themes all the way back from season one. And I don't know if they had intentionally woven them through or they just like went back to pluck them back out. But like they must, there are a I lot mean, of echoes. So a lot at of the echoes. end of the pilot, the uh, they're sitting in a boardroom and the assistant attorney general comes in and says, President Reagan is outraged by this uh, action. Um, and he says, this is going to be a long war. Oh, this is going to be a oh, long wow. war, you know, and it's going to mm-hmm. and it's going to be fought by the people in this room. And wow. And so I think he just saw himself as a soldier in a war. You know, I, I think the show also did a good point of doing what any show about a war has to do. And actually, the show that I kind of think of is Battlestar Galactica. Have you ever watched that? No, great, this, is the, this is extremely the fantastic. top of my list of great shows yeah. I haven't seen and need to get to. Unaccountably great show on sci-fi when thought, oh, maybe sci-fi is going to make great shows again. No, just this just, one. Never again. Um, uh, Cause it's Ronald Moore, who's a mm-hmm. really great producer. I think he does uh, Outlander now. I always felt like, you know, over time, this subject of Battlestar Galactica became the fact that war corrupts everyone. You know, it's just a terrible state of being for human. It's unnatural. It's not what civilized people are meant to do. And you can have, you know, all the morals and ideals you want, but if you're a soldier in a war, you're going to end up doing terrible things. And this is, I mean, this is what Philip was talking about. Like, we did it all. Like, don't, we can't fool ourselves in saying we were just under orders. Like, we did all those things. And I think that's just, you know, I mean, Stan was a soldier in the war. And so I think he he has to remove himself from kind of like obvious moral questions, right? I mean, uh, you know, Oleg's like, are you, do and, you well, see what's and, going and, on right And now? Elizabeth saw herself. I mean, Elizabeth absolutely saw herself that right. way. And I feel like that's why, the, especially as she was like mowing a swath right. of dead bodies through Northern Virginia in the first right. like six episodes of the season, like she absolutely saw herself as a soldier. But even she had a limit, right? And, I think, had, it was, yeah. and I think it was when she was sitting across from the intern. And I assume because she felt like she was looking at Henry yeah. on some level, because they both had yeah. to deal with that, right? So yeah. she was in a position where she had to kill her son and Philip had to sleep with his daughter, you know, and uh, which was so awful, right? I remember... I was trying to rank like subplots based on how emotionally invested I was in them and I think Martha will for everyone always be number one, Mm. but it is a very close tie for number two between Kimmy and Young Hee. Like those were both just incredibly affecting. And Kimmy, I appreciated that Kimmy kept coming back. Like we kept thinking Mm. that that had trailed off. I don't know. I'm curious how she like remembers this era of her life. Philip didn't um, sleep with her until the very end, right. like, but he was clearly like a creepy older guy who was right. constantly hanging around her and who she has good reason to believe now mm-hmm. was like not hanging around her for her, right. depending on how much she took away from like his cryptic mm-hmm. warning to her at the end. But there's that like man. terrible shot where they kind of pull in on Philip's face when they're finally like in bed together. Yes. And he has like, oh, God, KGB sex training face on yeah. Remember the whole thing where they would they taught him. Like he had to be with like first an attractive woman, right. then an old woman, yes, then a, yeah, then a dude. Yeah. Oh man, right? I forgot about the KGB. And he had to, he had God, to learn how to. Weird. He had to just train his body yeah. to do that. That's the face he had on. Yes, that's that was no better for him than being with that dude yep. in or wherever. Yep. Um, and he was just doing his job, and you could just tell he hated himself. Yeah. So much. Yeah. No, I think that. I mean. And again, that sort of gets back to like Elizabeth doing like a rush job on some of these things. Like she right. should have known that Philip was not going to like hand Kimmy over mm-hmm. to custody if she had thought about it for 20 minutes. And if anything, it's really kind of amazing that like they were able to be brought back together given where they were at that episode. But, I, you know, but again, but I think it I think, was they, yeah. they all they had was all they had was each other. Yes. Right. In the long run. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, again, that was what she always kind of held on to. And. When it came down to it, there was so first there's the you know they're apart and he betrays her, but then there's that moment where he realizes like she's gonna die or go to jail if I don't go to Chicago. So yeah. he goes. Yeah. Does all the rest of it doesn't matter to him. His first loyalty is to her, and so 
he goes. And I think, you know, in the same way that like when he found out, you know, way back when that, that guy had raped her and he kills yeah. the guy, she's just like, oh, like she can open her eyes and sort of see really kind of that there's truth in their relationship. It's not a sham. Um, I also love that their wedding scene, their actual wedding scene with the priest, which I found oh, yeah. so beautiful and right. affecting in the moment. And it's on the list of my like just most memorable sequences yeah. uh, from the entire series came back and right. like it was literally like weaponized against them in a way that symbolically obviously was true. But I really like a I really enjoyed that. Like I could never tell how they were going to get to them because there were so many loose ends that they mm-hmm. had left untied that in some way they were going to pull on. But that was obviously like. It didn't even occur to like he saw them without their disguises. He didn't know their names. He it never didn't occurred to him. He didn't know their names. He but always like, saw them in disguises. But he, but he one had time. seen them together without their disguises, and nobody else in that world had done that. So all they wanted to do is take twenty minutes to be in a in a cellar, a sewer, or something, yeah. another garage, a weird like know, underground cavern, just to get married by one person, and, they, and even that was yeah. almost like the ruin of them. Yes. Um, so I want to talk about the rings for a second. Yes. Um, and, and also the musical cues, which yes. were so good. So they, no Fleetwood Mac song, interestingly mm. enough, right? Todd you know, was wrong. So, yeah, Todd, Todd Van Dorf, with, who, uh, right. who has been coaching on calling the Mad Men ending. Yeah. I was extremely glad that they yeah. uh, chose a different song because Todd cannot be because it, So they had, you know, it's, it starts with uh, Tusk in the very beginning of mm-hmm. the uh, uh, pilot. Then like halfway through, there's one where they're doing that whole thing with a South African dude. And yes. They murder somebody by tiring him or something. Yes. It's really gruesome. And but there was a Fleetwood Mac song then, which yes. I think is almost exactly the midpoint of the series. But then they played Goldust Woman in the pilot. Yes, in the, in, I was going to say they, they closed this, out. They yeah. closed out their Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so uh, they didn't wait till the end. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's not literally going to end with another Fleetwood Mac song. And so it didn't. So they the whole thing where they're running away and they're getting rid of their, their identities is where they really they they pivot to. I mean, the last half an hour of that show has like fifteen lines of dialogue. At least four of like the major emotional beats have no dialogue at all, yes. which was incredible, including Paige leaving them, like the most devastating moment. Also, of, that of car all. ride, which just yeah. went on forever. I mean, I really thought right. at some point, and I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just really thought at some point that like we were just going to be watching this car for the last twenty minutes, and I'm like, well, that's a, that's an artistic choice yeah, right? that has been made here. I loved Brothers in Arms. Right. I am making up my mind on with or without you. I think the thing I liked about it is it is a song. Like, if we're thinking about how we're also closing out the past and moving mm-hmm. into our present, like, it is a song that feels more of our time. It was also, it was very on the nose. It was maybe too on the nose. All of their music cues have been really on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe U2 is just, like, so much more widely played. The on the nose-ness of this one was a little more obvious. But they, the way they sync the action to it was like pretty extraordinary. Yeah, and it immediately made me think of Two Cathedrals, the yes. the great yeah. uh, West Wing episode, the sort of, the West Wing episode everyone always says is the best Wing, West which Wing episode. Which used Brothers which in Arms. Which used Brothers in yeah. Arms, right. So, so the, the, the climactic scene of Two Cathedrals is President Bartlett, uh, Miss Landingham has died and he's having a crisis of faith and he uh, yells at God in the National Cathedral and then he's, there's this whole scandal and honestly, it's like, I rewatched it today because I was just curious, I was like, oh, oh I'm going to yeah. rewatch how they did that. The whole scandal was he maybe wasn't honest about having MS, which is an enormous DC scandal. Back, that made sense to put on television, and so the you know the administration is all like, well, of course we'll be appointing a special prosecutor because that's just the right thing to do. We've already contacted the Justice Department; they'll all be Republicans investigating us because we made a mistake, and the only right thing is to turn it over to the legal process because that was America in the 1990s, not in 2018, where everything fucking sucks. I have actually just <clears throat> started a Western rewatch after being like it's, very high on Western really in the mid 2000s. 
very low on all of the ways it has aged poorly and been extremely Aaron Sorkin like in my memory in the past few years. It is actually and I think actually the reason I can watch it now is it feels so utterly removed. Yeah. For me like it, but, it is it bears about as much like relevance to my day-to-day life as the Americans does. It's as close to like the reality we live in as a documentary of the Trump White House would have felt in 19, 1990. Yes. Yeah. It's like so absurd to like why am I even looking at this? Anyway, so so that's how it ends and so he's it's raining and there's all this stuff going on and it's actually thematically not on point, but the so it syncs up to the action mm-hmm. where uh, Bartlett. There's this big press conference, and there's this question: Is he going to resign right away? Is he going to run for re-election? And he uh, he stands up uh, in front of all the cameras, and the the camera fixes on him, and they've set it up so he can. He has like an easy question. He has a reporter he's supposed to go to yes. to get out of it, and he looks at him, and this is the moment when he decides he's not doing that. He's going to stand up and tell the truth. He's going to run for re-election, which they don't even. Show show we're just like left with that and so the moment when he decides in his head is the moment where they play the last lyric of the song which is would be fool to make war on our brothers in arms so that's like the musical and like the lyrical crescendo of that song in the americans last night it's the moment where elizabeth pulls the rings out from their real wedding ceremony she hands them over to philip philip looks at it realizes what she's done so it's shot of him it's shot back of her and it's her like just giving him her 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 love to him and like yeah i did it because we're always going to be together and like whatever happened like it's all and and that's when this the same lyrical things would be fool to make war on our brothers in arms it fucking killed me sorry for the language no it really gets it it really gets i mean like this story has gotten me like is it like it has gotten me from the beginning it got me straight through the end i never really understood why they didn't just wear those rings like is anybody Mm. really gonna be like oh hey you got new wedding rings which is like a thing people do sometimes i guess that kind of paranoia is i guess they well and i guess they they needed them for the i think the actual narrative reason is they needed them for the climax of this moment yeah but like we renewed our vows is like a normal thing that you could say or like we were like 22 when we got yeah. married and we upgraded. Yeah, um, it's like, you know, now. like this is not something right. that would like have set off yeah. suspicions, but like yeah. they needed it for the climax of this moment. And, and, it was, and again, a, a wordless scene so worth between it. them. Oh my God. That um, and when she took off the cyanide necklace. Yeah, the uh, Chekhov cyanide necklace, yes. which, which also has a little, uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it's the same. I'm going to yeah. discard something yeah, or something like yeah. that. Um, I never thought she would use it. I thought that was always a fake thing. You know, because again, I think they I don't do that. I figured it had to be because they don't do that. But the sense of men, I mean, the degree to which knowing the show is ending the season, like conferred a sense of menace upon mm. everything that went before. That if it had happened in season three, would have seemed completely like fine and normal or at least like par for the course is really, really interesting to me. Um, Because they talked about how they didn't write it with that in mind or act it with that in mind. But like as viewers, you all are like, oh, God, like we know Stan. They they did not act like they were not. They did not really act as if like the timeline was pushing down on them or they didn't write as if the timeline was pushing down on them because they knew where they were going. But Mm. like as viewers, every time you're like, well, we know Stan's like. God, if like this isn't going to be one of those times, probably when like they fake out Stan, like he's actually going right. to get there. Although who knows? The way that they kept up the suspense, but also the way that that made like, I mean, I was just like tense for like twenty minute stretches in several of these episodes. Right. That if it had been like halfway through season five, I'd have like, yeah, like I don't think either of them are going to get killed, maybe right. captured, like probably not. Although you never really know. I don't know. It was so good. It was such a great final season. It we was, talk about Renee quick and then just like ask each other yep. some questions because yep. I have some questions. Go for it. Um, I have a mea culpa. I was so down on the Renee plot. I was very like, this is beneath the Americans. This is like a weird guessing game. They're playing with the audience. I hate it. I hate that they're leaning into it. Like, it felt like they introduced this character and then introduced these suspicions and then like saw people seize onto them and play them up. 
I should have known better. I should have known that they were doing something else. I that is one of the things that like of things that happen in this finale that I'm going to keep thinking about. Paige and Renee are the two that are like those are the two people I'm going to be thinking about for a while. And but what you, that does to Stan. But you think it was ambiguous or unambiguous? I think it was ambiguous. Yeah, I know me too. I did yeah. not. Like, I know people say that, like, they read something into her look, but nobody says what they read into her look. And so I still don't know what everybody's no. reading it as. I think they're just trying to sound smart. Um, like, I was that wrong. look could have been like, huh, what's going on over there? Or like, ah, they got caught and I did not. And like, either way, it right. is extremely plausible. So I was wrong about the usual suspects ending. I was convinced they would never tell us about Renee. That, that right. was the whole yeah. point about it, that it was just a way of kind of illustrating what it's like to live in this uh, to live a life of kind of constant paranoia where you can't you never right. know what's true and what's false right. and that, that, that she was just kind of a living manifestation of that right. and that they would just carry that through all the way to the end I think that's exactly what they did they kind of held that shot in her mm-hmm. for about like three or four seconds but again she's his wife right yeah. and what, so when he comes back and he sees her sleeping oh this is yeah so I've had several think, debates about what this. do you think he's, I, I, I felt like he was saying to himself I don't want to know I think he might I have said to himself he didn't want to, want to know. I a lot of interestingly, all the men I know have read it that way, and I didn't read it that way, which makes mm. me think like I read it as him, like he didn't wake her up, he didn't tell her what happened, like it read to me as like very like it was not like I'm going to look, I'm definitely going to pursue this, but it was to me like to me I read it more as like he is not even ever going to be able to look at his wife in the same way again. Regardless mm. of what he was thinking, like that was what I read that moment as more. I did not read it quite so concretely as weirdly. Yeah, like every man I know was like, yeah, he like gave it up, and I'm like, oh, I just read that as like now he always is gonna have to look at her like that, and he's always gonna have to wonder because we just didn't see enough of Renee. Like I think this mm-hmm. was incredibly cleverly done. Right. The evidence we had was really because it was the only thing we saw because we were seeing it like sort of through Philip's eyes. There yeah. was like Stan's comment about how she's basically a female version of Philip. There's the like general question of like how wow a like very attractive younger woman would be into Stan mm. and all of his like baggage and bullshit. But there are like many other explanations right. for that. And he's a good looking man and like a nice one. And sure, there was her interest in what was going on at the FBI right. and her like sudden late in life desire to get a job there, which was weird. Yeah, right. um, Like no, that was I mean, weird. But yeah. like people do weird things for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. And most of those reasons are not I'm a Russian spy. And I can see like if you lived with somebody who couldn't talk about their job and it stress you out and you felt like it was an issue in your marriage like oh I'm gonna like go work at the FBI so we can feel closer together is like mm-hmm. a normal thing that you would do. I also have read interpretations of like Philip doing this intentionally as like a parting shot at Stan mm-hmm. and like no I think Philip like we know canonically Philip was concerned about this right. from the very beginning he had always been a little bit like side eye about her she successfully like extracted that information about the mission that led to the deaths of Ganani and Sophia mm-hmm. uh, while in Elizabeth's earshot like I think Philip was like genuinely trying to do something nice for Stan that obviously like ruined his life and he maybe should have thought about it but like I, I think it was well intentioned and I do you think he'll figure out that they I mean so there was that one moment in the parking garage scene where he was like and you killed all those people and in the midst of their bearing their <laughs> souls they were like oh no we didn't do that no, come on, Stan. Of course we didn't kill anybody. And then back to sort of... He knows. That, I mean, I think they were lying to Paige as much as they were lying to Stan. Because uh, they have consistently lied to Paige and told her that they didn't I think that's people. right. So I think you, they probably would have lied to Stan anyway, but I think part of it was like, Stan, no. Like, there's no way. Stan knows better. No, I think that's right. I think that's... I mean, because if, if, if he's learned one thing, it's that his instincts are smarter than he is. 
I th- on the other hand, they weren't the only ones. I think he probably, it is implausible that they never killed anybody. Right. And I think he knows, I mean, he knows. He's right about Sophia mm-hmm. and Gennady and he knows it. And Philip was really upset about it when, like, Philip found out about it. Sure. It's like, you're going off the rails. Yeah. Right. Like, so I think he has to know. On the other hand, like, we knew there was Marilyn. We knew there was Claudia. Like, there were other people... They were not a cell of two. And so I think Stan will probably choose to believe that many of the deaths related other people's feet. But like, what did he think they were doing if not killing all these people whose deaths were attributed? So you buy that he lets them go. I do. I really didn't buy. I never bought that he would kill them. That's the word. I never bought that they would kill him. And I read somewhere Mm. in like... He, I bought Elizabeth Kill him. I never yeah. bought Philip with Kill him. And in the like, right. yeah. binge of Americans reading I did last night after thinking, I already watched the finale. This is fine. I can go to bed yeah. early. Someone made the point that like if they'd gotten out on the ground, they absolutely he absolutely would have arrested them. And I think with like great joy would he have arrested them. I think that's right. No, I think he definitely would have arrested them. I just don't think he had it in them to kill them. And but he was when all by they himself. made it clear that like that was the choice. Right. You know, and that's always the problem and he, with and confronting he didn't people call, with and no he backup. Didn't call for backup. Yeah. I mean Well, they didn't have cell phones. You know, he was all by himself. He would have had to find a payphone. He was a GW. Uh, there I mean, definitely must have been payphones. But he would have had to like run. I mean, yeah. he was surveilling them. Yeah, you know? well, so I mean, he, he had to run after them. Yeah. He and probably was, should have called for backup when he like and started. I, like, there was them. A, when like three episodes ago, there mm-hmm. was this moment where Paige and Elizabeth are walking down the sidewalk talking and they pull the shot back, as opposed to just being on them, to show them in front of that parking garage and a car coming out of it. And I was like, huh. But like, why, I guess it's just scenery. No. And so three episodes later, they could show us that same parking garage and we could situate ourselves and understand where he was and what he was looking oh, for. Oh, that's really interesting. I noticed that shot and I wondered if someone was watching that because that was how I read that shot in the moment. And then I completely yeah. forgot about and it. I think it was just. But to, yeah, you're yeah. right. That was that was what the point was. So any loose end? What, what are the loose like? So you have questions for me? I, I, I had some like one offs okay. and now, I'm, now I think we hit a lot of them. Yeah. All the Emmy Awards to Carrie Russell in particular. What happens to Paige? This is what I'm asking. OK. Um, I don't think they know. But I'm curious yeah. what everybody thinks. I think Paige is fine. I don't think she committed any crimes that they could prove or would know about. Everyone's gone. You know, I mean. Paige is a little dependent on Stan not selling her out. Right. But Stan can't sell her out without admitting that he let them right. go. Right, right. So he can't And sell I don't her think out. Stan, I mean, to yeah. be like, Stan cares yeah. a lot about Paige. I don't think yeah. Stan has any interest yeah. in And I think, and I should say this, out. I think the moment that tipped him over in the parking garage was when Paige said, you have to take care of Henry. Yes. That was it. That yes. was kind of what pushed him Yes. And because it was so authentic and true coming from her. I think Paige is fine. I think they try to like shake her down for information. I think she does a reasonably good job of holding up to it. And then ultimately they're like, we don't, what are we going to do? Well, and they have no, I mean, they really have no proof that she was involved with anything. The worst is that she like parked her car near the GW campus, a thing that you might do. She's uh, probably under FBI surveillance for like the rest of her life. Yeah. I wonder. Just keep her eye on her. Tap her phone. See Uh, if they call back. Well, they can't stop her from leaving the country. Like it is not actually illegal to have contact with your parents who are Russian spies. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? It's not illegal. I don't think so, no. right? Like, I mean, you, if you if you're not giving them information, like mm. if they were to go to Yugoslavia or the equivalent of a neutral right. country, yeah. like post USSR, yeah. and meet up. So a weird thing about this is, if I had paid more attention to the many, many, many stories I write about the real life versions of Philip and Elizabeth, mm. I would have been mildly spoiled because they end this way. Like the parents, there was an actual family of four, and the parents ended up back in Russia. The two kids stayed in America with like very serious questions about what the older child knew and when, but he Mm. claimed he was totally news to him. And they see their, I mean, this was like much more modern, so it was not Mm. in a USSR era, but like they see their parents in Europe. I think the hurdles are like, Paige might want to see her dad. I do not know if Henry would ever want to see either of his parents again, but I think it's a question of like wanting rather than 
like legally, legally they should be able to do it. They would just need a place that the Jennings could travel and wouldn't be extradited. Yeah, well, they're but Americans. Like, I mean, that was that was the like phrase that. Oh yeah, who was, are the, oh, who sorry. are the Americans at the title? That was my other question. Like, who do you think it? If it refers to anybody, who do you think it refers to? It doesn't just refer to them. I think it might refer to Page and Henry. That was how I read it after well, the so, finale. I mean, I think the line that would have been too obvious that mm-hmm. they could have put in it in a lot of places, which is in the dialogue about well, like. Henry has to stay is he's an American. Yeah. And know? that was and I like, think what made or me like think why did Paige stay because she's an American. Yeah. And and they never 100% were. Like I thought there was a, a great scene I liked uh, a little earlier in the season was when Philip and Henry were in the car and Philip's like the business is going under and Henry's like well look I just like talked to my friend's dad who will hook you up because he uh you know he like is a businessman oh, yeah, he knows yeah. people and what you realize is that Henry, because Henry really is an American, is a better capitalist yes. than Philip. Because Philip just thinks you like start a business, and if you can't make money, you go bankrupt. Right. And that's how capitalism works. Right. He doesn't realize, he doesn't really understand crony capitalism. Right. The way that is very intuitive to Henry, because he grew up there, and he's at this private school. Right. That episode was so smart about like the difference between being well-off, which the Jennings like, obviously always were, mm. and being like wealthy. Yes. And what it means right. to move from one world to the other. Yeah. I'm curious about reflecting back over the whole series. Like what stands out to you? What seems like mm-hmm. a waste of time? What do you want to rewatch? What uh, so feels like in keeping Yeah. With what I haven't rewatched have. any of it. So I just I and I I picked it up in the second season. I think we bought the DVD. The first season came out and we're, all the reviews were like this is great. So we we watched we binge watched the first season. And then picked it up and started watching episodically with the second season, which is how we did Breaking Bad. This is the one show I got in on the ground floor of because yeah. somebody I had a crush on who I've not been dating for several years was like, this is a great show. You need to watch it. And I did. So like, I saw good, that good on, choices. I saw that on good Twitter. Good choices all around. This so is also your... why this is like a very sentimental show for me because it was like a show that we So you had a, a, an Americans related social media based meet cute? Yes. Nice. We 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 met through friends, um, but but he was the reason I started watching the Americans and the original mm-hmm. person I wanted. I wrote like long emails about right. my thoughts on the Americans too, and also like it's the very rare show that I'm like, no, I was in on this early. Yeah, I didn't have to catch up. So I thought, I mean, I thought the whole second season with the family was different and like really interesting. Yeah, the the Yoon Hee thing was d- devastating. Yeah, that was so tough to watch and such a way, you know, again, where you watch them murder someone, you're like, you watch them murder a stranger and it does one thing to you mm-hmm. as a viewer, and you watch her betray a friend, yeah. and it's a thousand times worse. And I just think it goes to the way that just like we all have to kind of abstract our like feelings and relationships about people based on our relationships with them because we can't be open to the entire world's pain all the time. Right. You know, yeah. you make your choices right. about who your people are and you commit to them and that's where your obligations are. And so even though like legally it's a whole lot worse to murder someone than to pretend to sleep with their husbands and ruin their life, right. it felt so much worse. Well, and I think like one of the questions beyond like the central marriage that I think always preoccupied the show was like, it, so at what point if you're acting like something to someone, are you that? If you're right. acting like their friend, are you actually their friend? Or do sure. you think of do you think of them as your friend, even though you're not you're not supposed to? Like that mm-hmm. obviously came up with Stan, it obviously came up with their marriage, but like right. I would also say it definitely right. applied to Young He, it arguably applied to Kimmy. It applied in like any situation where that to Martha for sure. Like any situation where sure. you were involved with yeah. somebody, like Philip in some degree so some on some level thought he was married to Martha and had an obligation to her, and on some level he was. Well, and, and if and of course in the most meta of all ways, to Carrie Russell and Ma- Matthew Reese, yes! who yeah, were who actually essentially covered. who were I think kind of I put this, they were uh, strangers hired to pretend to be strangers hired to pretend to be husband and wife who fell in love for, for real 
who fell in love for real and are essentially husband and wife. I never thought that all the way through, yeah. but yeah. Yep. Wow. They're not technically married, but they have kids and they yeah. live together. And, and so so the very process that they were hired to act happened to them. Which probably, like, I mean, that also I'm sure is one reason why they, like, redoubled on those themes, even if they yeah. hadn't been already. Yeah, I'm curious to rewatch the second season. So I've rewatched one and two, which is the, the initial, like, very episodic season and right. the season with the murder of the family. Yeah. That one, in retrospect, is the, I loved it. It doesn't quite fit. I think that's right. It's the one time yeah. there was... So one thing I've talked yeah. about a lot, um, or thought about a lot, but I've not really gotten around to writing about, is how like there's this idea now that like TV is about twists, and mm -hmm. it's about like mysteries you can't solve, right. and it's but like we're going to solve them for you and blow yeah. your minds, or like characters we're going to suddenly kill off, and like this season like so firmly rejected. Not a twist to be any found. Any of that. Right. Like there, the last twist was I can't even think of when the last twist maybe was. the Tatiana was the one in the wig was the twist. A there, little that bit, was a little, but like know? that was like a reveal. I mean, I think yeah, that they lived right. was in its way a twist, or yeah. like that they ended up supporting, yeah. like they ended up supporting Gorbachev right. was a twist. But like we, it was like not a twist. It was like we saw no. it coming. It is how human beings could plausibly act in that situation. The reveal of the fact that it was the son who killed his family right. is the only like holy shit twist. No, that's right. And in the moment, it was that. incredible. But like yeah. in retrospect, because yeah. they so quickly got away from ever doing anything like that again. Yeah. And everything about the, the last season, you could just tell, as opposed to all the twists to kind of artificially increase the narrative stakes, they were like, well, no, I mean, we have this, we have five seasons of foundation on one, like what happens to the marriage? Yes. What happens to their relationship with their kids? What happens to their relationship with their country? What happens to their relationship with their friend? That's it. Yeah. Why would we do anything else? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's fantastic. Let's just yeah. do a great job with that and it'll be great. And so it was. And that was what was so great about the finale. You yeah. know, it wasn't, there was no, there wasn't a shocking moment in there other than the timing a little bit. Like, oh my God, this is happening right now in the parking garage. But even that, like, we knew it had to happen. <laughs> right. And some, you know, I mean, even yeah. the timing, like, if anything, what was shocking was how much they left until the end. I mm. thought for a while that Stan was going to find out in, like, season three. Um, they were going to be on the run or they were going to mm. be undercover. I mean, there were a lot of possible outcomes there. But I would also say for, like, sequences or, like, just, like, purely great episodes, I think this was not just a great finale, but, like, an objectively great episode. Mm -hmm. I think episode eight, the Elizabeth-centric episode, was maybe one of the best episodes they've ever done. I would also put up the episode where Martha is like trying to get away and is trapped is one of the most just like yeah. purely memorable episodes that they've ever done. I'm curious what other ones. The whole Martha thing was, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I remember, I, I don't remember the episode so much as my feelings as I, like a few years ago, yeah. as I was, as those kind of different scenes and plots were playing out, you know, and I remember the whole like, what's going to happen to Martha? Is she going to have to kill her? Mm -hmm. Is she going to live? Just be, it felt very up in the air. It was one of those things where you genuinely weren't sure what was going to happen. Like maybe he was going to have to, like every episode, it felt like 50-50 Philip was going to kill her. Yes. Yeah. And it was going to suck. Yes. And it was going to be hard for him, but it, it was going to feel bad as a viewer. Yes. And then the fact that it didn't happen also felt plausible, right? Yeah. And I think that was really the first that we saw that like, oh, this isn't going to go. I mean, the fact that she kept not dying, like every right. finale, I was like, well, this is going to be the season finale where Martha dies. Right. And like the fact that she made it out alive was yeah. the first sign where it was like, OK, this is like not actually going to go mm. according to the template that I have in mind for it. Right. I, think I kind of miss Gabriel. I think about Martha all the time. Gabriel, who's great. All the supporting actors You know what? Great. I want to know what Claudia's cover story was. Oh, I like started thinking her, about this yeah. this morning, huh. and now I'm mad that I spent all this time wondering how they paid their taxes, which is apparently like they actually just lived off the money from the travel agency and not like yeah. really under the table payments. Uh, yeah, I wish I, I spent. Always... All, I wish I devoted all this mental energy to figuring out what Claudia and Gabriel's cover story is. Although I, I did kind of feel like, okay, if the, I mean, if the travel agency 
is really going on there? Can't there just be a bag of cash that appears at some point, you know, from somewhere? I think from if the Philip diplomatic pouch or something. That might have been possible. But, but Elizabeth like, is like a super spy. Yeah, she's just more for the spy than like too. 10 regular spies, right? She's constantly assassinating and fi- people and finding things out. But like how like Philip was never that honest with Elizabeth about how badly it was doing yeah. until it was pretty late in the game and right. they had like bigger problems. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the way both. Gabriel I also think Elizabeth thinks not being able to pay like Henry's private school tuition is not like perhaps the worst. She's like, whatever, come all on, time. you know, that's just another like bourgeois affectation. Yeah. People are ridiculous. like, I think if they were going to be homeless, like, yeah. yes, I think probably right. something would have happened. Yeah. Some like big group that is inexplicably funded by the Soviet government would have booked a giant, you know, right. package or like them whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. The same people who sent what's his name to yeah. Father Tim to Buenos Aires. Yes, or whatever yes, it was. yeah, yeah. want to come through yeah. and started booking all their travel with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I, I, mean, I love the way that Claudia and Gabriel were so self-contained and so apart. Right? Yes. They would just lived in these these apartments that you you could tell they could walk out of at any moment yeah. and have no attachment to it all. Or maybe didn't you even. Know? I could not tell if they were actually like they may have just been safe houses. I think Claudia and Gabriel had like totally separate existences. Oh, they had a whole other that. stuff that they a whole were other doing. Cover, a whole I guess other that's right. They, they just married. Kind of came we and didn't went. know. They just kind of came and went from time to time, you know. And well, I guess they're old people, and if you're an old person, right. you have like a little more freedom to just like. That's the thing. Nobody's I think, like, oh, why are you at the grocery right. store at I three think, p.m. Uh, when you're supposed to be at work? Six-year-old lady is anonymous um, in our society, walking around. You know, I mean, who looks like Margot Martindale? Right? Yes. I mean, yeah, but like, presumably, presumably, she had some kind of backstory when she came yeah. over as did Gabriel, and I'm, I'm very right. curious. I feel like Claudia was maybe like a librarian or something that's right. just like so utterly out of line with her. The Margot Martindale definitely did finally kind of bring the Margot Martindale specialty, <laughs> which is that she's really evil to the core, <laughs> which was also her famous Justified character. Did you watch Justified? I did not. Yeah, Justified's really good. That's what she won her Emmy Award for. Okay. Was the second season of Justified, which is a, a classic sort of like figured out in the first season, mm-hmm. second season is the best season mm-hmm. kind of show. Yeah. And she plays the the matriarch of some kind of uh, drug dealer family. And she's so good. That was Margaret Martindale breaking out in, as an actor and into the popular culture from what I assume was some long good career. It was that yeah. well and justified. But, but her character is a really bad person. Yeah. Charming and really interesting. And you love to watch her, but a bad, bad person. So too with Claudia yeah. in the end, yeah, right, yeah. She was. I was watching a panel interview last night after the finale with uh, the actors and the writers, mm-hmm. and she mentioned how nice it was to live through a series. Yeah, right. She's yeah, not she sure does she's not ever done. Yeah, she does. Um, which I guess yeah. is a spoiler for everything else she's ever been in. But <coughs> yeah. I, I spoiler, appreciated it. Season two of Justified. She does in the end. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. I want to come back. I mean, I think this is like the perfect finale where I don't need, I'm glad there was no like flashback, flash oh, yeah. forward to 20 years yeah. to like, I want to know what Paige is doing, but I don't need to know. Do they get Oleg out? But so, like, but... also I could have watched this series, I could have watched this season go on for like 10 right. more episodes yeah. easily. Season five, I don't know. I think season five will look better if I watched it as like, these are people who we know are going to break away from the KGB. Mm-hmm. And this is like the last season before they do that. Sure. Yeah. But it was, I, I tried to re, I tried to rewatch it before still. the season and it just was like by episode little, four, I was like, I little, can't do the plants anymore. I know okay. it gets better at the end, but I can't do the plants anymore. We can't do, there's just all this stuff that we just can't do now. So we just have to kind of have them wander around. And I kind of think they had of, five seasons of story. Yeah. And they, which I guess keep, is in keeping with them having extended it to like two 10 episode uh, okay. rather than like yeah. one 13 episode final right. season. They got two 10 episode like final yeah. three quarter seasons. Right. And yeah, like maybe, but like this is where I'm like, maybe make Elizabeth's like ideological like come to Jesus right. moment longer than like 10 minutes. Like we could, we could have filled, we could have fit that, we could have backfilled that into a couple I of also, episodes. I think the last big page scene though, you're a whore yeah. scene. That was a little quick. They kind of just yeah. There's a couple there. things at the end that suddenly started feeling yeah. rushed, and I understand why they did the time jump and kept the season yeah. self-contained. 
But like, even as the season started, I'm like, mm. I'm so mad that all these things happened in the last yeah. three years. That, like, we didn't get to see. We didn't get to see like Stan and Adderhall get married. We didn't get to see Paige right. for colleges. Like Adderhall, that guy's like really Philip good. and Elizabeth adjust to a yeah. life where like she's spying all the time and he's not. And like, I think it was very dramatically effective. But it was very much like, so what were we doing for like six of those episodes last season when we could have done the back half Some first cool stuff, and then been right, doing yeah. this? I guess it's just sort of. I mean, I was very jazzed by the the premiere because I. I Mentally, I was filling all that stuff into my mind. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. And I think, I think, it, I mean, I think it worked, and cool. I think it really worked to have this but, be like a separate thing yeah. and not a continuation. But of the last plants season. thing but like, was, I could have done with a little yeah. less plants and a little more. Yeah. Like Elizabeth comes around to actually Gorbachev is good, right. and yeah. yeah, Paige always knew, but but it was great. It was, it was so good, great. It was. So good. Felt, I'm glad everybody else. This was one. It was. Yeah. I was. A weird thing about being a critic when you haven't usually been a critic is you realize how much you rely on other people to like at least form the like parameters of your opinion of like, right. I agree with this. I disagree with that. I guess this is my synthesis of what I think about it. And to have watched it basically alone and been like, oh, my God, I really liked it. Will anybody else? Yeah. No idea. And it, I mean, it, it's also episodic, dramatic, tele- multi-season, dramatic series season finales are becoming kind of a, like an art form unto themselves. Yes. Right? Like they are a thing that never existed for a long time yes. because they would just... It was shows were much more episodic. They didn't have these pre-planned arcs and they would just get bad and be canceled. Yes. Right. And now they never happen that way. Right. You know, I mean, I mean it's funny. You see on the Internet, it's like all the shows that were canceled this year. And it, it's completely irrelevant to me because yeah. I don't watch any shows that just get randomly yeah. canceled because of the ratings. Yeah. Well, and I I mean, I really usually don't even try to invest. In, I mean, I, the, right. the Americans is the last time I watched a new show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even something that's still on, I usually have caught up. Like I just started watching Billions and caught up on the first two it seasons. Like a, it's okay. Right. I, I kind of feel the way I did about it with Breaking Bad is like it's in a different way. Like it's fun. Mm. I am not like emotionally invested in it. I can see why other people would be emotionally invested in it. It's not like great television, but it's a lot of fun. Better Call Saul is the best show I've started watching in the past year, which Better again, I was very really late good. to. And I'm it, it was worth watching Breaking Bad, which I appreciated as art because yeah. I love Better Call That's Saul. another show where they had love to take it. the whole first season to be like, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm you know, two seasons and, in, so I'm, season, so I'm still a season behind, which I kind of yeah. like to be because I like knowing that there's like something right. out there waiting for me. Yeah. Killing Eve? Need to get to it. Extremely yeah. my shit. Have yeah. not had a chance it's, yet. It's as good as everyone says. The season finale was last weekend on BBC America. Yeah, I'll probably get caught up on yeah. that one. I started watching Handmaid's Tale, which is like not a fun thing. Yeah, I haven't got through yet. first season, but I've not watched second season yet. But I know the American shaped hole in my heart is like not going to be easy. Yeah, so to fill. what is the consensus best show on TV now? You know, I feel like that's you a could, great question. So, I'm not even sure this this was like the critic starling, but right. like because nobody ever talked about it, like people would rather talk about Westworld. So World here's it. Vox should do this as an article. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, Grant landed this a couple times where it was like the. It was this conceit. It was like the belt. Yes. And it was like, who has the belt for like the best this? Yeah. But they never did best uh, show on TV. Yeah. So just go back like to the beginning of the, like to 1990, just at any given moment, what was the best show on TV? Yeah. And I feel like that's so hard to answer now in the way that there isn't like a, the best book. Like you could have a best movie uh, of the year. But I like, would have opinions. I would read that article. I would, yeah, and, no, I think it would have be opinions about I who was like right and who was The right. past three years or yeah. four, there is just so much. Like, I think The Americans is right. inarguably the best show on TV, but I've seen like 2% of the shows that right. exist on TV. So now it's over. So I don't know, like Atlanta, maybe? Atlanta's really good. I feel like Atlanta is, I have not seen it, but I feel like Atlanta is beloved, which also I guess shows yeah. FX can like do other things that are really good. I do think that like the the divide between the shows that people talk about and the shows that people think are great is like widening. Like for like when Mad Men was on, when Breaking Bad was on, right. 
like there was like this was like the critical darling like Mad Men obviously never got like insane mm. numbers but like every right. art, every place on the internet wrote like seven articles about Mad Men every right. Monday which did not happen if people weren't reading them mm. we have basically done our American chats out of love and like not out of any belief that anyone really wants to read them because the people who like them really like them and yeah. we are like fall solidly in the tank but like now it's like people want to read about like Westworld and Stranger Things sure uh, and Game of Thrones when it's on end of list Westworld is, it- is bad I've watched every episode. I love Game of Thrones. I understand the critiques of it. I love Game of Thrones. Uh, Westworld is a bad show. I was into Westworld when <laughs> it was on in 2016. And coming back to it this year, like, we're still sticking with it. And a couple of the recent episodes have actually been pretty good. But, but like, it's just, it's, it's misconceived. There is too much going on. It's misconceived, I think. It is ultimately. hard to follow. There's too yeah, much going on. It's it like, just, it doesn't, it wants to be really interesting, but it doesn't really know what it's about. It has gotten a little bit away from the, like, we're going to have a lot of mysterious timeline twists, which right. is good. But, like, I don't watch shows to solve them. And so that's, There's like, that. It was I intriguing don't know. the first I season. Think, yeah. And they're not even doing that this season. And so it's just, like, everyone's out there trying to kill each other or yeah. something. And Bernard has these flashbacks, which I, I don't Westworld, even understand. I think Westworld would be better as a half-hour show. Yeah, I think Westworld needs, not, like, a I'll probably keep watching it because of, of the spectacle of it. And yeah. there's nothing really else that I want to watch right now. But I don't think it's good. I've, the last the, the last few episodes where I've found myself grading it on its own curve, being like, well, this yeah. is a little better. I'm like, yeah, yeah but it's not good. Yeah, like two episodes ago, the one where they were like trying to simulate that guy consciousness, like that episode yeah, yeah. was interesting. Sure. And then the one after it was like yeah. back to, like just, the two after it was like back to standard Westworld stuff. Right. And I was like, okay, just, like if it was going to get really into like, we're going to try to replicate like How many times am I going to watch a, like a low shot of somebody walking up a dusty street yes. that's strewn with bodies? Yes. That happens every 10 minutes in Westworld yes. now. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm anti Westworld as like yeah. the greatest show of our time. Which to be fair, no one is arguing. Like no one is arguing. <laughs> this is a complete straw yeah. man. But people just, do like to read about it. They got um, the lesser Nolan for it, unfortunately. So anyway, this has been so great. Our podcast yeah. was great. It is the end of an era in many ways. Perhaps we will find another show we both love, and we can come back and do this yep. every so often periodically. Thanks to all of you who listened. Uh, you're wonderful, and maybe we will see you again someday. Bye. See you on the internet. <laughs> Thank you for listening to This New America podcast. This recording carries a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 4.0 international license. Music thanks to Silent Partner for their song, George. To learn more about New America, please visit us at newamerica.org.